Welcome to Diversity Matters, the DE&I Committee's podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion at Ireland Home-Based Services. This is your host, Susanna Olivas. The World Health Organization defines child abuse and child maltreatment as all forms of physical and or emotional ill treatment, sexual abuse, neglect, or negligent treatment, or commercial or other exploitation resulting in actual or potential harm to the child's health, survival, development, or dignity in the context of a relationship of responsibility, trust, or power. Before we get started, I want to briefly go over some of the history for National Child Abuse Prevention Month. Before National Child Abuse Prevention Month was created in 1967, all states had passed a form of mandatory recording law for child abuse. In 1982, a prevention week was created. It was not until 1983 that National Child Abuse Prevention Month was first absorbed by proclamation by President Ronald Reagan. Another brief history fact is that the Pinwell has been the national public awareness symbol for child abuse and neglect since 2009. This is because a Pinwell is a symbol of hope. All communities should rededicate themselves to who being supportive of families and play an active role in preventing child abuse and neglect, as well as taking a positive action to promote child and family well-being. I'm going to go over the different types of child abuse quickly. I will do this so that we are all on the same page. Physical abuse is defined as physical injury inflicted on a child by other than accidental means. The statutes define physical injury as anything from severe or frequent bruising to more serious injuries. Physical abuse can include non-accidental injuries. These are injuries that are purely accidental and not considered abuse. Emotional abuse is the intentional infliction of anguish, distress, or intimidation through verbal or nonverbal acts or the denial of civil rights. Neglect is when a parent fails to meet the child's basic needs, such as providing enough food, shelter, basic supervision, necessary medical or mental health treatment, adequate education, and emotional support. Lastly, sexual abuse is the use, persuasion, or forcing of a child to engage in sexual or intimidation of such acts. Now I am going to discuss the different risk factors that can place a child at risk for abuse or neglect. Something to keep in mind is that not all risk factors mean that the child is automatically being abused. There are many families who have risk factors that do not abuse their children. I'm going to break down the different factors that you may see in a parent, a family, or a child. I will also go over environmental risk factors that you may see. Some risk factors of a parent include low self-esteem, poor impulse control, depression, anxiety, or antisocial behavior. Experiencing or witnessing violence as a child, which teaches violent behavior, or even justifies it as proper behavior can also be a risk factor. Substance abuse, which interferes with mental functioning, judgment, self-control, ability to be protective of one's child and making the child's needs a priority. Another risk factor is the lack of knowledge about normal child development and unrealistic expectations, frustrations, and or inappropriate methods of discipline. 
Again, I want to say that just because a parent has experienced any of the risk factors stated in this, it does not mean that they are abusing their child. However, remember to be mindful and always staff any concerns with your supervisor. Next, we're going to talk about the risk factors that you may see as a family. So this is about the family unit as a whole. These include children living with single parents are most likely to live in poverty with fewer social supports, which may contribute to stress and increased risk of maltreatment. Also, children in violent homes may witness intimate partner violence, may be victims of physical abuse themselves, and may be neglected by parents or caregivers who are focused on their partners or unresponsive to their children due to their own fears. Stressful life events, parenting stress, and emotional distress such as losing a job, physical illness, marital problems, or the death of a family member are also risk factors to look out for. This is because it may worsen hostility, anxiety, or depression among family members and increase the level of family conflict and maltreatment. Freedom parents or caregivers can be less supportive, affectionate, playful, and responsible and responsive with their children and are more likely to use harsh discipline and verbal aggression than positive parenting strategies such as timeouts, reasoning, and recognizing slash encouraging the child's successes. Next, we're gonna move on to different risk factors that can be seen in the children. Children with physical, cognitive, and emotional disabilities or chronic illnesses may be at greater risk of maltreatment Parents or caregivers of children with disabilities are more likely to experience high levels of stress, depression, and anger. Children with disabilities may not understand that abusive behaviors are inappropriate and are unable to defend themselves. Another thing to keep in mind is that children and infants are more at risk because they are small and need constant care. They are more likely to experience certain forms of maltreatment, such, such as being shaken by parents and caregivers when they are frustrated or overwhelmed by persistent crying. Aggression, attention deficits, difficult temperaments, and behavioral problems in children have been associated with risks increase, of, especially when parents have poor coping skills and are unable to empathize with the child or have difficulty controlling their own emotions. Maltreatment often exacerbates the problem. A physically abused child may develop aggressive behaviors that lead to reoccurring maltreatment. Now, some environmental risk factors can include things such as poverty. This is because unemployment can increase the likelihood of maltreatment, especially in combination with family stress, depression, substance abuse, and social isolation. Parents with less material and emotional support and who not, do not have positive parenting role models feel less pressure to conform to conventional standards and parenting behaviors. Children living in dangerous neighborhoods are also at higher risk than children from safer neighborhoods for severe neglect, physical abuse, and sexual abuse. It is possible that violence may seem an acceptable response or behavior to individuals who witness it more frequently. In the state of Indiana, everyone is considered a mandated reporter. This means that anyone who suspects a child has been neglected or abused must make a report. If you suspect a child has been abused or neglected, call the Indiana Department of Child Services Child Abuse and Neglect Hotline today. 
and is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, including weekends and holidays. You can report abuse and neglect anonymously. The number for this hotline is 1-800-800-5556. You should not wait for someone else to make the call. Always assume that no one else is going to make the call. That way you are ensured that a call is being made. If you have never made a hotline report before, be sure to talk to your team leader about what they will ask you when you call. The person taking the call will ask for information about the circumstances that are creating a risk of harm to the child. They may ask the following questions. Who was involved in the incident? What occurred during the incident? When and where the incident occurred? the extent of any injuries that the child may have sustained and any other information that they may find relevant. Now I want to talk to you about what factors can help protect a child from risk of abuse and neglect. Children's optimism, high self-esteem, intelligence, creativity, humor, and independence will enhance their coping skills in the face of adversity. The acceptance of peers and positive influence such as teachers, mentors, and role models are also great supports to them. A family's access to social supports, neighborhood stability, and access to safe schools and adequate health care are all positive influences. Also, a child's experience of love, acceptance, positive guidance, protection from a caring adult, which encourages trust that their parents and caregivers will provide them what they need. So when a child experiences things positively, there's going to be more trust in their parent or any caregiver. Parents or caregivers, respectful communication and listening, consistent rules and expectations, and safe opportunities that promote independence. Also, parents or caregivers who can cope with the stresses of everyday life and have the inner strengths that bounce back when things are not going well are also positive factors. You also want to keep in mind that a parent or caregivers with a social network of emotionally supportive friends, families, and neighborhoods are great factors. Families who can meet their own basic needs for food, clothing, housing, and transportation and know how to access essential services such as childcare, healthcare, and mental services are at less at risk. Protective factors are conditions or attributes that present in families and communities that can increase the well-being of children and families and reduce the likelihood of maltreatment. So identifying protective factors helps parents find resources, supports, and coping skills that allow them to parent effectively and under stress. So remember our protective factors, knowledge of parenting and child and youth development, parental resilience, social connections, concrete supports for parents, social and emotional competence of children. I want to remind you not to assume that a child is being abused due to the risk factors I listed. Make sure to discuss with your supervisor whether or not a hotline report should be made. If you suspect a child is being abused or neglected, call the Indiana Department of Child Services Child Abuse and Neglect Hotline today. It is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, including weekends and holidays. You can report abuse and neglect anonymously. The number again is one 800 800-555-6. Remember not to assume that child abuse is happening. You should remain cautious and aware of what is going on. 
But remember, your supervisor or any other supervisor at HBS is available to talk to you about your suspicions. Thank you for listening to our Child Abuse Awareness episode. To recap this episode, we went over a brief history of National Child Abuse Awareness Month, different risk factors you may see in parents, families, or children, how to contact the Child Abuse Hotline, and different questions that they may have, and what factors can help protect a child from risk of abuse or neglect. We want you to keep listening for our upcoming episodes. Reach out to the Diversity Committee if you want to be on an episode or even if you have an idea for an episode. We want to hear from you guys on our podcast, so we ask you to submit your questions and requests to us. Remember to send any feedback or requests to the Diversity Committee. We cannot wait to hear from you.